This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by you. That's right, we're on Patreon now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons. For as little as $5 a month, you can help our show and get all kinds of great extra content on top of that. We've got a ton of great bonus content waiting for you right now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons today. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy ho everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons, hosted by a bunch of Rory Calhouns. I'm your host, Bob Mackey, one of the Models, Inc., and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Tanner Gilbert, and I'm hankering for a spankerin'. <laughs> hankerin' <laughs> Gilbert. <laughs> Who else is here? Continuing the streak by Ray Stevens, Chris Antiste. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, and a uh, special guest. She's the fastest, Cat Bailey. Yes. Yay. And today's episode is Two Dozen and One Greyhounds. Because it's spanking season and I got a hankerin' for some spankerin'. And today's episode aired on April 9th, 1995. And as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. <gasps> oh my Look at my God. fucking vest, Bobby! Uh, this week, Henry <laughs> is the time where Drew Barrymore flashes David Letterman on The Late Show. There Mortal, we go. Mortal Kombat 3 debuts in arcades and 90s kids everywhere are seeing things eye to eye with a goofy movie. And a, and a young oh. Cat Bailey turns 12 years old Whoa! this day. Wow. Whoa. Goofy Man. movie, secret best Disney movie of it's, the 90s. It's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. and now uh, millennials think adult Max is hot. <laughs> and adult PJ. I think, I, I'm not saying it's overrated, but it's just a movie that Disney didn't do very often was a movie set in the present. And yeah. yeah. And that's Goof super Troop, important. Goof Troop was my least favorite of the, the Disney afternoon oh, shows. Oh, it is way better than Goof Troop, yeah. though. It's yeah, a great movie. movie. I love yeah. it. No, many, I think many furries were turned on <laughs> by that film. Not just uh, Growing Max, really his girlfriend in it. Mm -hmm. Or his girlfriend-to-be. I found it interesting that they decided to age him up for that movie. Yeah, yeah that it's, was a, weird. it's a movie about puberty, really. Yeah, yeah. and him... His nightmare of becoming his dad is so, it's so great. It's He's already got those awful teeth. Yeah, and just is like, uh, like, This will happen to your prostate, Max. Also, that, that <laughs> Goofy is like legitimately scared by the principle that his son is going to join a gang. Yes. <laughs> I, I forgot oh, about that. Yeah. Wow, fears I outlived. <laughs> Holy shit. No, that's, now, a good, that's, a good, that's a good topic for a laser time. Now we are Goofy's age instead <laughs> no. of Max's age. I'm George Keefe. Goof. But Eye to Eye, I love that song. Oh, Power Lines, great. Eye to Eye. Tevin Campbell forever. Tevin Campbell, who is, uh, he got outed, unfortunately, by being arrested by a policeman. He's who, gay? Yes. He is that what that song's about? Oh, that's so great. He propositioned a policeman uh, undercover and uh, then was also caught with weed on him. But uh, I don't know. Who cares? Tevin Campbell's the best. I love that he, you know, Laser Time bro buddy Matthew J in mm -hmm. his video on Goofy Movie pointed out that Powerline is basically the fictionalized alter ego of Tevin Campbell, not unlike mm. King Mob is for Grant Morrison in the comic book Invisibles, which is I, a reference only for me. I like the song After Today. That's a reference only for me. Oh, I do love that. Did that you see the live action movie? version of After Today? No, uh, it's, no. It's a cute little yeah, uh, shareable, snackable online. I love After snackable today, content. Always get started. Uh, and their song on the car. It, mm -hmm. it was beautiful. It was it, it's a great father-son movie. You wouldn't believe it was done with a smaller budget than they do. It's by the, the yes, Teletoons. The, the Disney Tune Studios. Is that what it's called, Chris? Yeah, the, like the, the Australia? Australian, yeah. the Paris-based. It shut down like right after this because mm -hmm. uh, the Ducktales movie and this didn't didn't fare very well. But I think 
Wait, this whole there was a DuckTales movie? The Treasure of the Lost Land. Yeah, oh, they God, were... I just I forgot about that. Featuring yeah. Rip Taylor, Rip Taylor Christopher <laughs> Lloyd, and uh, uh, Dijon, a character that will oh, stand the test yeah. of time and hold mm-hmm. up forever. Wait a second, um, does he say Yabble Dead? No, that's the... That's the that's the Hanna Barbera one. What's his thing? <laughs> yeah, what does Rip Torn say in that movie? His, his J- Jabooey. 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 Because I watched yeah. it a lot, and, and Goofy movie holds up way better. Way but they better. were, oh, yeah. so, but not yeah. unlike Mask of the Phantasm. If we may throw our anim- '90s animation credit out there, it, <laughs> it was something that started out as a straight to video thing, but ended up being elevated mm. to a theatrical release. Where, but Goofy movie looks a lot better. Oh yeah, it's and, a really good looking movie. Yeah. yeah, and it's the the cheese effects on it are just mm-hmm. amazing too. Which, by the way, it. it's like. The best thing Paulie Shore's ever done is being in that movie, too. I agree. And I, I don't know, like, I love this week's news in particular. It's making me misty because it feels like, did really all these important things happen in, like, <laughs> It a was exciting to see Drew Barrymore flash David Letterman on, that dirty old man David Letterman, though. Uh, soon he would get lap danced upon by Elizabeth Berkeley. What is going on uh, in that woo-hoo! studio? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was when so, Dave Letterman was still cool. That's right. Yes, yeah. you, you got any cum? The tail end of him still being cool. Oh, boy. Okay, so this <laughs> right. episode's uh, idea was actually given to the Simpsons or left over by Al, Gene, and Mike Reese, former showrunner. So huh. it's their idea, and Mike Scully took the ball and ran with I, it. I'm fascinated as to where it came from because they, they've almost avoided... Disney references, whereas this just gets wall to wall a celebration. It's really three Disney references yeah. Yeah. this whole episode and united. David Merkin hates Disney and wants to make fun of Disney, and Chris, you'll have to help me out here at least, because I've never seen Lady and the Tramp. It's I've never seen 101 Dalmatians. Fantastic. Wow. I don't know how I miss them. And like I just said, uh, I think 101 Dalmatians has the distinction of being the first Disney movie with a fucking car in it because mm. it's the only one that took place and in the modern television. day. Yeah, and a television. Like, that never occurred it, in a Disney movie. So. But it takes place in, like, the 40s, maybe? Uh, well, it's kind of the 60s. 50s yeah, it's the 50s. I mean, it's from the 50s. Well, they have yeah. a housekeeper, which was very much a middle well, class thing. Well, he made a thing. lot of money as a songhwriter. That's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Pongo. Well, have a Dalmatian plantation. I love that I fucking song. I watched that show so... That mo- I watched that movie so I watched many times recently up. it's fantastic yeah. it's, it's really good movie. i love cruella de vil is such a perfect villain like yeah. great disney but cruella de vil and uh which is also a little sexy musical too. number acknowledging beauty and the beast so it's it's all over the place with yeah. the yeah. Disney a few references. good movies to really come out of that era that was kind of the 1960s kind of era uh yeah the dark they, age they, of animation where the jungle book was kind of the end of it this was uh, it's like 101 was right before jungle book um, or was it the silver age um, no, no it's 67. 67 for Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's difficult to know because like, I think we all watched those movies in the 10 years we were growing up. Yeah. yeah. And they came out across well, they 70 they were all years. re-released in yeah. the 90s. The Aristocats. Yeah. yeah, the Aristocats is equal mm-hmm. to 101 Dalmatians mm-hmm. to me. It's like, they must come out at the same time, right? No, they're mm-hmm. they're decades apart. I, I think it just, but they look the same. What yeah. we said about Goof, in hindsight, those movies seem weird and aren't as beloved because they don't take place in a far-off mm-hmm. fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. They yeah. look like period pieces to children now maybe so, i don't know my family loved 101 dalmatians i love it it's we so had, good we had a pet dalmatian who was deaf jenny really? the dalmatian she she died when i was six it broke my heart it was so horrible but we uh so when the 101 dalmatians got out of the disney vault it was when we were just ready for like yeah all these dalmatians and it's an amazing technological accomplishment yep. in the movie that all their spots match they match the and film. they're all every dog is different it was yep. the creation of the xerox method which is not a very complimentary way to describe the process which was harder 
Then yeah. you're not just printing cells. People sell it to paint mm-hmm. shit. It makes things look very things. sketchy in that it era, but it, it's it's fine. But it looks pencilly, and I I love it. And if you think you hate Disney movies, like this isn't really a musical. Mm-hmm. These songs that these songs that are sung in the movie are like a guy writing a song on screen. Relative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's more uh, of a caper. Yeah, and yeah. I I think it's fantastic. I watched it recently. The Blu-ray is littered with special features hosted by YouTube stars that makes me sick oh. to my stomach. Have they but, all been scandalized by now? It's like Nazi, <laughs> Nazi, Nazi. It's also Disney. You know, we were we were talking we were talking in regards to the Manson murders and how I love that show you must remember this that framed it as like Hollywood is losing eyeballs and willing to reach out to whatever group they can to get the to get the youth audience back and that's how Charles Manson ended up in the room with executives with no talent or mm, demo tapes like actual beach boys but you seem to have sway over yeah. the youth and the only modern example of that is fucking YouTube stars who end up on Disney Channel before they're scandalized because you're reaching out to the worst pieces of shit in the universe so you're because saying, they're popular on YouTube you're saying PewDiePie will have a death cult uh, I'm talking specifically decade. about Jake Paul <laughs> oh, okay Jake Paul so, he is he is the Manson of this generation huh. yes it's a great time to be alive. Just want to remind people. I, I thought wrong. <laughs> so on 101 Dalmatians definitely enjoyed a renaissance in the 90s. I mean, my little sister had a Perdita a stuffed toy. Oh, I'm going and then it was so big. the one, the fat one, whatever it is. When they had the re- scamp or whatever. Yeah. And it was so big that it ended up becoming a live action film with Glenn Close. With a sequel? Yes. Yeah, and yeah. it actually mm-hmm. caused animal rights groups to be like, don't get Dalmatians. They're yes. all hopelessly inbred and they're mean and they're hard to raise and you'll just put them in the pound and one we'll end up the, killing all of them. One of the first examples of that following, followed by Finding Nemo, mm-hmm. don't get clownfish. Yeah. Also, and not, also was, Harry Potter, to... don't get owls. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't trying to insult your dead dog, Henry, by the way. Oh, it was very yeah. nice. Well, no. I, I was actually excited for this episode because it means Henry gets to talk about the dog track. Mm. Yes, but, yeah. but a light refresher on 101 Dalmatians. I love it. It's important. It did a lot of shit. It has a lot of different fans for a lot of different reasons. It's the only classic Disney film with a next generation version. You might know Scamp. It's mm. one of the only Disney movies yeah. with two live action sequels. It's one of the only Disney movies with a Dreamcast game. And a TV show. <laughs> and a TV I mean, uh, show. Well, now every yeah. Disney film has a live action version. Oh, they will, and it makes me sick to my stomach as well. Um, <laughs> live action in quotes for Lion King. We don't know yet. We don't know. What I mean, it's nobody it's is people real in lion costumes. I would like. I would prefer that to CGI. Those actually. better be the most expensive hats <laughs> in history if this is really going to be a live action Lion King. Uh, and well, meanwhile, Lady and the Tramp is a story of class. It is, yeah. and it's it's very it's awesome being the first Disney movie to depict yeah. sex and courtship. Yeah, uh, lady, lady fucks the tramp. People do yeah. not deny it. She <laughs> wakes up at his house and is ashamed of herself. Well, also the tramp gets around. I love when she finds yeah, out. Like, man. oh, we've all fucked tramp. Like everybody's <laughs> been with this guy. He's a tramp, but I love him. I love that song. A dirty, yeah. dirty dog. And there's also a uh, you know a collar tugging uh, song by the Siamese cats. It's the only oh. song I, I like from those evil Orientals are at it again. Come on, he's a tramp. It's a you, good song. If you don't please, hey, look, it's I got we my Italian. Siamese. I got my Italian stereotypes in there. Yes, there's hey, a break your face. There's <laughs> also a Scotch. There's a Scotch t- stereotype that we bear. And I, I love all that we bear because that's what Luigi and the Simpsons is based on. Like Tony that's from. Right. Yes, from right. uh, from Lady and the Tramp, and he gets to appear. So it's great while he's in the scene. Yeah. Yes. But uh, so well, 
speaking of animals. Before we, before we move on, it's important to know that Matt Groening was apparently inspired by 101 Dalmatians. That's right. Was he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he loved this episode as a mm. result. Because it, it does seem like a bizarre subject matter at this he point in the show. He said he especially loved on the show in 101 Dalmatians. It was cartoons watching cartoons. Yeah, so itchy. it blew his mind. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, It's why Itchy and Scratchy exist. It, it'll make you feel really old. It was the first time that it happened in a Disney movie. They mm-hmm. watch TV. And they're watching TV at the start of this episode. And well, I love this Two. opening so much. Welcome to the 6 o'clock news in our brand new studio. Looking good, Springfield. In today's news, a two-ton rhino escaped from the Springfield Zoo, but zoo officials were quick to act, and Petunia, as she is known, is safely back in captivity. (laughs) In other news, a three-ton rhino that escaped from the zoo last week is still at large. So, good joke. Two mm-hmm. things. Watch the final guy the rhino hits brace himself for impact. He's just like standing there with his teeth clenched and his he eyes bugging out move. of his head. He's too scared. Yeah. He's frozen with fear. But uh, second thing is, this is a parody of the Today Show's uh, Windows on New York yes. set. I couldn't find an exact date when it happened. Couldn't it was either. the 90s. But, but this is the 94? Ju- yep. This okay, is the awesome. Julianification of Times Square. Right. Where they right. kicked all the porn shops and prostitutes out and allowed all the corporations in. I don't know that it's still cluttered with studios, but it was like TRL. Good Morning America, Fox News, uh, the Today Show were all shooting outward into Times Square and people would show up with stupid I signs. I haven't noticed that at Times Square. The, the things I noticed at Times Square is the bus, which mm-hmm. is like the bus that has an audience facing a glass window to stare out at it, which on Difficult People, they made a great joke about it, uh, that they would hire people to act as New Yorkers in front of the yokels <laughs> in the bus. But I do remember walking out in front of the Fuse building that did have like we're, hmm. we film Fuse here, which is like knock off MTV, not cool How about not the, around anymore. the M&M monolith? Yes, oh, that m and M store. Yeah. So oh. my, mom, my mom loved watching the Today Show in the morning, so it was mm-hmm. on every single morning and yep. obviously back in the, in the mid to late 90s they had the outdoor studios, yep. so I will always associate that with growing Growing up to my massive chagrin. I, I can't yeah. confirm. I, I know they still have like a shot of the outdoor, but I think in the. I don't want to talk, do do about, talk about our. But I've se- I've seen the Good Morning America set. They they have a window, but they don't have the anchors in front of it with a hard camera on the outside because uh. in a world of social. Don't want to blame social media. Why, why the fuck wouldn't I put a dirty sign on <laughs> yeah, the Today Show yeah. and share it with all my fucking friends? Go uh, viral. Yeah, this is. Know? It was a simpler time in the nineties. Like, did you see me on the Today Show? No. Can you? Can you? Can I see it? No, never. Surely, like, if, if we weren't taping it, it's gone. Surely they have security screening the signs. I would think so. Dude, still getting in a lot yeah. of trouble with the FCC. I still would like to press my dick and balls up against the window. <laughs> well, famously, the UCB would prank them. Mm-hmm. They they did it. Little Donnie was Whoa, there. Really? They did it once where Al Roker is interviewing them outside and little Donnie is with them and they have a sign that they're holding down covering his exposed fake penis. Yes, but first, little Donnie is a child yes, character sorry. played by a grown man in ill-fitting clothes, but he has an, like a horse dick or whatever. Yes. And and they solid treat his penis scoop on his bike. Yeah. yeah. It's basically a giant dildo hanging out of his pants. Yes, and so then or short, sorry. at the very end of the interview with Al Roker, they then reveal the dick to Al Roker and then and he goes, all right, well, we're going to we'll go over here now. Like it's, And they worked on Conan sometimes, too. So I think probably Al Roker figured that out. Later. Yeah. But the now when I watch the Today Show, it's only when it's on holidays at my mom's place. And what is Megan uh, Kelly? Did she take that over? Well, so she's a third hour. Oh. Or there's, and she closes the blinds. She's bad, man. <laughs> so it's her, then Kathy and Hoda. 
And then Megyn Kelly, though, who knows for how long she's getting bad ratings. The Today but, Show has famously uh, ruined a couple of people. Yep. Tiki Barber, the former football player, is another yeah. one. Where they tried wow. to turn him into a star. Well, they tried to turn him into... Who's the gap-tooth guy who actually... Michael Strahan. Yeah, Michael yeah. Strahan. He, he transcended. He, he got to be He actually met... He, he, he replaced Regis, yep. I think. Yep. Yeah, no. Tiki Barber like famously went on the Today Show. They were trying to turn him into a major star on NBC. Immediately flamed out. Oh. Ended up just sitting on his couch unemployed, watching the DVDs. Now he's trying to make a comeback, but <laughs> Megyn Kelly is definitely following the Tiki Barber trajectory. Tiki yeah. Barber sounds like a Jungle Book character. Well, they keep trying to make Megyn Kelly a thing, racist. and everybody's like... It wasn't racist. No, Tiki no. Barber. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, NBC keeps trying to make Megyn Kelly a thing, and everybody's like, no, we don't want this. Yeah, she yeah, complained you, about Black Santa Claus. Get her off TV. Kids, he's you can't, white. You can't right. pretend to be a beautiful centrist when you spent the last ten years complaining <laughs> about the war on Christmas. No, when I've watched Kathy and Hoda <laughs> with my mom, I watch them literally do Facebook quiz is on the air. I was like, yeah. this is TV. Has it this come to it. this? I would never drunk. watch any of that shit, but one, <laughs> Terry Crews was just on one of those shows to talk about being sexually assaulted and name yeah. names. That was fucking rad. Yeah. And But the, my favorite clip is, aren't Kathy and Hoda drunk constantly? They're wine moms. They, and, they, or they play wine moms. And them talking least. to Martin Short, how's your wife? She's dead. Thank you. Oh. Thank you for doing your research. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. She passed oh. away, actually. So, <laughs> the, the fact that the Today Show is a thing with our parents' generation mm-hmm. just goes to show the generational divide. Because yeah. I remember you guys talking about how during the 90s, mm-hmm. when the people writing The Simpsons, adults simply didn't watch The Simpsons. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, we're, a lot of adults now watch Only The Simpsons. Only my dad. And yeah. I would never watch the Today Show in a million years because nope. it's so boring. So boring. I don't when you said the, the third hour, I was just like, yeah. I can't mm-hmm. fathom it's what the so show is. It's so surface level garbage. <laughs> I'm sorry. And so it just really speaks to how bad the taste in watching TV yeah. our parents have. Yeah. I don't listen to the lamestream media, man. No way, dude. <laughs> Bright part for me. Uh, None so, of that deep state coffee for my ass. Uh, so Santa's Little Helper is destroying everything. Oh, has tons of energy. We are talking about the Simpsons. It's true. I love that they can't even notice him destroying stuff until he literally tears apart Homer's shirts. And I Great also, animation. Bob Anderson yes. uh, yeah, really Bob- knocked it out of the park. Uh, SLH too that he has all this energy this is the first time I noticed in the ball throwing back and forth scene that it is it's him picking up their hands to throw the ball back yeah. and forth that he has that much energy and turns out that greyhounds actually have a lot of energy yeah let me say this greyhounds are great pets but unfortunately, if you're going to get if you don't get one at birth, you should absolutely ad- adopt a race dog. But know that they've likely been tortured and mm. they have a lot of issues they're going to have to oh, get over but and Dalm- are dalmatians are the product of inbreeding <laughs> and insane and usually end up mauling their owners yeah they never have. get a dalmatian I've mine was deaf about- it was they all have de- defects i've heard the same about jack russell terriers like everyone was getting those when fraser was huge and they were all like jumping out of windows and like <laughs> oh, freaking out Jesus, well, it's, but- it's both ernest and Pee Wee had one how was That's i supposed true. to resist it but uh, santa's little helpers yes. is destroying so much stuff i think there's really something wrong with santa's little helper he was up barking all night and dug up the backyard worse than ever. <gasps> my bongo drums! My strobe lights! Mm. My best of Ray Stevens featuring the Streak album! So it was the dog that buried all our stuff. Yes, the dog. <laughs> oh my god! He's got the precious cable TV cable! Always use fresh macaroni. If the box rattles, throw it away. <laughs> ah. Your cable TV is experiencing difficulties. Please do not panic. 
Resist the temptation to read or talk to loved ones. Do not attempt sexual relations, as years of TV radiation have left your genitals withered and useless. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even angry. Like, replace oh, replace what do you know? TV shows, TV with smartphones. Yeah. yeah. That's true. We we're always looking at him. I can't turn away. But the, I just love that Wiggins like. Oh, I guess uh, that's my penis. I am impotent. Like, and that he wears his police hat in bed. In bed. Like, yeah. Hey, the Simpsons got cable. Yeah, they at some point have gotten cable in between then and now. It was unavoidable. I don't. I don't even remember being alive when cable was an issue of rich or poor. It was just mm-hmm. like. You have a phone, don't you? Then you have cable. Yes. You just do. Cable. I had cable my entire life. Yeah. But I also came from oh. a family that did okay. So. Yeah, I don't you want to say classist. Yeah, bastards. <laughs> I always had cable, too. It, uh, yeah, it, I just love to imagine that the, the, that the cable of cable TV is a single cable that runs through everyone's house. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful to me. And that... Uh, just all the things that Marge had buried and taken away are exactly I, the things a mom would hate. I so. just noticed that too, and also Lisa has bongo drums. Of yep. course, she does. Yeah, those would drive me crazy. It was like, oh, getting rid of that. Those strobe light is the one I hate the most. I, I know I might have to run away in this episode, so I hate to elongate it. But there's a couple. One first, my observation when I saw this, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be about spaying or neutering. Mm. Because this every this had just happened to our first dog, she immediately got spayed, mm. um, and I was just shocked that it didn't go there. That they were they were going to touch the that Simpsons subject matter. Very bad pet owners for not getting. Well, it's white lizard. trash to not spay or neuter spay your dog and neuter your pets, everybody. Yeah. Even though it feels very cruel. Barb Barker <laughs> was right, like, but they're atrocious pet owners. Because not only no, that, yeah. they don't they don't take them out for a walk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they but, you literally never see them taking him out for a walk. They don't train him. Like they took him to one obedience school thing. They just throw him in the backyard and let him yeah. poop everywhere. They ignore him most episodes. I mean, so I foster cats, or I did foster cats. Now we have mm-hmm. a perma cat. Um, mm-hmm. And we had like 12 cats. And I mean, we generally were trying to find good homes for them because there are a lot of abandoned pets. The Simpsons are the kind of people that we would end up having to take a cat in from because they're the kind of people who are like, I don't know, whatever. I guess these pets are just kind of here because they're to play things or whatever. It's even worse with birds, Cat. It's even worse. But, uh, but my big thing here that I want to give a shout out to, because it's a showcase for him. Uh, we're in December, and I used to write a bunch about Christmas specials, and one man ended up being the voice of Santa Claus more than any other, and that's Frank Welker, oh. who specializes oh, yes. in, in, in fucking Santa and just about everything else, but also dogs and animal Wait, noises. He fucks Santa. Uh, he's fucking Santa in like in like eight hundred different specials across thirty years. Sure. He's Fred. He's Scooby Doo. He's Megatron. Megatron. He's but he but he weirdly gets a ton of work as animals. He's Nibbler on Futurama. He's he was a, a boo. He's a boo in, yeah. in Aladdin. He's uh he was the Jetsons Nibbler thing. Uh, Slimer's an animal. Yeah, he he's been he has eight hundred credits. And is it somehow also involved in The Simpsons? And this has more exclusive Santa's Little Helper than any other episode. They've said in the past if they just need one sound for SLH, they'll just have Dan do it. But Mm -hmm. for a focused Santa's Little Helper episode, they'll get bring in Welker. He is a voice acting legend. I have never seen him talk in his own voice mm-hmm. but he's been of he's garfield he's uh what he's am I the saying? new garfield which he, i do not accept in my life oh i watched frankenweenie 
Which is, I hate Tim Burton's last ten years of work, but Frankenweenie is fucking well, that excellent. That was the original, huh? Uh, oh no, Frankenweenie was the a Tim Burton original. The new, the new movie version, right? The yeah, newer, I'm saying from that Frankenweenie is like, sorry, vintage. He, Tim he's Burton. the dog, yeah. In Frankenweenie, yeah. he is, oh. specializes in the animal, these animal voices. I love Frank Welker. I've always wanted to showcase every time he's done Santa because it technically puts him involved in like so many universes, <laughs> including one on Retronauts where we talked about yeah, uh, last Christmas year's comes to Pac-Man Christmas special. Whoa. Wow. I'm sick. Can you be Pac-Man today? Be Santa Pac-Man. Oh, I don't know. Sounds like well, a good whatever la- you say, Santa. Whatever you need. Sounds like a good laser time episode. <laughs> uh, it's oh, God. Did I just make more work for myself? Yes, you did. Uh-huh. I just, just want to do a huge shout-out to Frank Welker. He's a voice acting legend. I love that he's involved in The Simpsons, and he gets a chance to shine in this episode a lot. So he gets to fuck. <laughs> He does. <laughs> he gets um, the fuck. Uh, but first, they try. Uh, they before they fix him that way. They try to fix him with a. This is the store. All creatures, great and cheap. But they <laughs> they don't show the sign for the store. Really? That's uh, yeah. It yeah. just says Springfield Pet Shop. All our pets are flushable. Well, though uh, at this place, the Charles Bronson voice guy doesn't work there either. This is the William Daniels before. guy. There's no need to murmur, ma'am. <laughs> so, did, did anybody else look in the Hearts Mountain? I mean, yes. it's a real, it's a real, it's thing. a j- real Japanese shell company that yeah. acquires real estate. It's very strange. So I, I feel bad for them. I'm like, oh, I, whenever I see your dog food, I'm like, oh, that's uh, if you want to make this blindness. job unenviable, look up Hearts Mountain recall, scandal, or controversy yes. because it happens every two months. Henry, don't feel Whoa, bad. There is right. a website called heartsvictims.org. <laughs> It's been around since 2002. It's constantly updated with people telling their stories about how hearts killed their pets. Every six months they recall food, dog treats, toys, but I didn't notice that... Wow. He's making a very specific joke. Take it up with Hearts Mountain. They're yeah. the one killing your pets. I was like, which scandal was this? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter happening. at all. It God, keeps happening. Wow. It's never stopped happening. So it real. happened four months ago. <laughs> all right, well, fuck those guys. <laughs> The Simpsons will be right back. You don't have to be one of the Models, Inc. to support Talking Simpsons. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons and pledge today. If you'd like to hear these episodes a week early and ad-free, along with a ton of other extras, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons and sign up. Bob, Mackie, and myself do this full-time thanks to the support on patreon.com and every extra dollar helps and we appreciate anybody who can sign up there and we think we make it pretty worth your while. Not only do you get these episodes a week early and ad-free, but you get access to every episode of Talking Critic, which we've been doing exclusively there. Also, the entire first season of Talking Simpsons lives there. You can listen to that. It's not on the classic podcast feed and we're uploading classic episodes of talking simpsons starting in season two plus we have a ton of exclusive interviews on there including great ones you should listen to with reed harrison bill oakley paul provenzano and okko creator ian jones cordy and we have several more cool ones lined up plus we do a monthly community podcast where we read off our favorite comments on past episodes all that and so many more things available just starting at five dollars a month at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Please check it out. Okay, so look, you maybe don't have a real gorilla chest vest or loafers made of gophers, but if you want 
To be a fashion icon, I would suggest buying the Talking Simpsons t-shirt. If you haven't got your hands on it yet, you can go to ShirtSickle and check it out for yourself, or go to tiny.cc slash talking shirt and get one. The Talking Simpsons t-shirt is beautiful sky blue and based on the Ion Springfield logo, designed by the wonderful friend of the show, Nina Matsumoto, and it looks great. I got it for myself. I think it really holds up well. $19.99 plus tax and shipping. Ships somewhat internationally comes in tons of different sizes you should all check it out at shirt sickle like popsicle but with shirt or at tiny.cc slash talking shirt it makes a great present for the holidays darn it hey this is hank azaria you're listening to talking simpsons on laser time i didn't know that was a thing Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show, 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 1987. I thought this was a TV movie. I guess I'm incorrect. And you are the devil's spawn, evil from the moment of conception. Flowers in the attic. Yeah, wow. I don't know how that can be a TV movie exactly. Well, it was eventually, but... <laughs> well, uh, there have been TV versions. Yeah. yeah. I, with, yeah. All, with all of the same uh, I, twists and turns. I, yeah. this is I don't the, think you see as much. Yeah. Because the mother, the husband of the mother, was the uncle of the father. So mm. she, the, the children are the spawn of incest as well. Oh. And then get locked into the attic... And we have some more. Wait, Chrissy Swanson is the result <sighs> of incest. Uh, yeah, yeah. way too symmetrical. And we need more incest. More <laughs> well, there's never been a better time. Nobody actually uh, like that. Next laser time ringtone. More incest and when I was <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, Uh, but let's let's see here at the let's visit this pet shop. Let me try a canine human mind meld. It's an incredibly rare psychic power possessed only by me and three other clerks at this store. <laughs> okay. Bruh. 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 Oh, I'm bored. I'm restless. Need change in life. Bruh. Like imported leather leash, uh, blue contact lenses, 200-volt shock training collar. Well, problem solved. Homer, hold on to the wheel. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, the mind meld... Is uh, Kat, do you only come on uh, episodes with Star Trek references? I didn't know that's that on the purpose. Role. Yes, <laughs> we've, had, we've had two in a row so far. <laughs> well, yeah. So since we do have a Star Trek expert here, Kat, the the Vulcan mind meld. What's the deal? The very first episode to feature the Vulcan mind meld was the one where they had a guy escaping from prison, and there were people having their being brainwashed and everything. And the story goes that there was going to be a very long and boring interrogation scene, and Leonard Nimoy said. Why don't we like come up with something else, Whoa, like something really? kind of interesting, like? And so they're like, okay. Uh, so they turned it into he does the mind meld, and they mm. 
originally framed it as a very dangerous thing, but later it was just like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to do it through the wall. <laughs> it's time for this episode's mind meld segment. <laughs> yes, exactly. I just love the intimacy of how he does it sometimes. Like, looks in your eye, face to face with you, looks in your eye, and then puts his hand like right on your cheek and yeah. well so the like, greatest the greatest mind meld in my opinion was in TNG yes. where uh, Picard mind melds with Sarek yeah oh when he cries for Sarek in about yes. his family and then it's much beautiful. later in the episode Unification uh, Spock gets to mind meld with Picard and for the first time realizes that his father like sees his father's fe- feelings for him which is a really nice little thing yeah so. it's beautiful but here is a classic from the TOS uh, mind meld moment moment Kirk our minds are moving closer 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 James Kirk closer no James Kirk Miramani no yeah. That's a good happening? one. Yeah, what's yeah. happening in that episode? That's the one where Kirk loses his memory and uh-huh. uh, goes uh, ends up getting married and has a kid. I think it looks like he went to a Vulcan spa or something. Yeah, he uh, is wearing the Native American uh, Native American drag. So mm, yeah, uh, it should be noted that David Merkin, the showrunner for uh, seasons five and six, is a huge TOS fan, which is why it's referenced so often in his uh, episodes over and over again. So. Uh, great animation of uh, Santa's little helper turning into liquid metal, basically. And, and like, tumbling the down the road. And then I uh, also love Homer's line, we'll catch him or run him over trying. <laughs> and, yes, then we are back to the birthplace of Santa. Well, not birthplace, but where they found SLH in the Simpsons roasting on an open fire. SLH Origins. Yes. It's, Which it's, is why Matt Granny liked this episode, because it was a callback to that episode. It's sweet. It's sweet in that way. Yeah. And I did spend a lot of hours <laughs> at a Greyhound track, as my dad loved really? it. Though. I delight in these horrible stories. Uh, uh. I mean, my dad would spend a lot of time at the Greyhound track, uh, because not even betting on the Greyhounds, because it wasn't as fancy as horse racing via satellite. He's so there for the ambiance. Yes. <laughs> He's there to smoke cigars with other guys smoking, and so... I don't know anything about greyhound racing, but my partner's father is a huge into horse racing. Uh, well, mm-hmm. they are little horses, as little this episode horses, says. Yes. It's like it with is, no jockeys. It, yeah, you don't have to pay jockeys, so jockeys are out of work, and so you just have, It hey, removes the human hey, element. Hey, Homer, don't bet the favorite. Yeah, Come on. Well, yeah, the odds should be really poor on She's the Fastest if she really does. Yeah, you're not going to make a lot of money on She's the Fastest. It's like you put, you bet two bucks, you're going to make, what, five cents? Yeah. yeah. And this episode quickly forgets that SLH's bitch is called She's the Fastest. Yeah, they never say it again after this scene. And I forgot eight. that was her name, too. Yeah, the, the wiki credited this as Bart's second curse word. I'm like... Fuck you. Oh, he <laughs> said bastard, hell, no, ass. Bastard damn. was a curse word. Hell yeah. was a curse word. A it's the second more. time he said bitch. But yeah. bitch was second level on network TV I guess back so. in 1995. But it was technically so. accurate. But, He's uh, such a bitch. But yeah, I, I also, I've said before on here, I've read, I connect Simpsons with it too because I... Uh, would listen. I would read Simpsons comics a couple times when I went there with my dad and was mm-hmm. just bored, and so I would just reread the same Simpsons comic over and over again. It was nice to be like, no, I'm not going to go to Dog Track anymore. Put a little money on the puppies. I, I can, <laughs> and also, that every time we would drive home, we if it was crisp on the drive home in Florida, we would drive by the racetrack, and if it was Chris, it was the holidays. My mom would always joke like, "Well, let's stay there because we got to open the." gifts after the seventh race like uh, call back to the first episode uh, i like that the racetrack announcer seems to know that he is in a tv show mm-hmm. and it's being dramatic she's the fastest 
Homer, I don't think that means necessarily. And they're off. She's the fastest. Jumps out to an insurmountable lead. You're lucky you got looks, Marge. As they're on the far turn, it's she's the fastest, followed by always, comes in second, and I'm number three. Yes, come on, you little horse. And they're in the home stretch. It's... Wait, another dog is on the track. It's Santa's little helper. The mystery dog is gaining fast on the outside. Of course, he could never win this race. Or could he? <laughs> I did not give this joke as a kid. Very much neat joke. What's Santa's little helper doing to that dog? Uh-oh. Well, it looks like he's trying to jump over, but he can't quite make it. Come on, boy, you can do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end. This is the end of dog racing. <laughs> I think they're in love. Marge is so naive. I love yes. the triumphant music set to dog fucking. Like, yes. Da, 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 like, but that camera move that's like just follows his head as it like goes over her butt mm-hmm. is like really risque for 95. It is. And just seeing their heads in position, they're like, oh, he's humping her. Okay. The dog has entered the other dog. Yeah. And that he's that that she's the fastest and insurmountable. I just love the guys like, he could never win this race or could he? And we get an appearance of the rich Texan who owns uh, she's the fastest. I like to think he's the brother of rich Texan because he's his got red hair. Yeah. Yeah, it's not exactly the same. I do like his lady. You're all oh. right. Because no one would actually be friend a dog. Like, they're, they're property you own. Won't like you miss that. her loyalty and companionship? But I do like that they even have the rabbit run, the uh, the rabbit doll that tricks the dogs into running as fast as they can. Yeah. That yeah, was but, the mascot of our local... JCKC dog track. Florida's just lousy with dog tracks. What are you people doing over there? Actually, that was well, a little closer to you. Are like, yeah, horse races are kind of illegal in Florida. Or, but it's, really? It's, they're harder it, to get permission On the to surface, do. it seems like the dumbest loophole I've ever heard of. Yes, horse racing is illegal. What about dogs? Let's say nothing about dogs. All of the, uh, nothing <laughs> in his rule book that says dogs can't race. Yeah. All of the race-based gambling in my neck of the woods was <laughs> off-track betting. You know, you yeah, watch yeah. video of a race, which seems like... That's stupid. Yeah. Well, people bet on fucking wrestling. Did yeah. You? I just don't understand gambling at all. Yeah, I don't people either. People bet on everything. Yeah. And I don't gamble, but I kind of find the process of gambling fascinating. I think so. you would because you're more of a sports fan. I'm definitely a sports fan, but I, I just like finding the, the right odds and getting the optimal results and everything. I, I enjoy mm. listening people talk about gambling for some reason. I thought the generals were due. <laughs> when my, one of my degenerate friends explained it to me. It's like, <laughs> I can friends. understand I can understand why you'd like sports more. It makes them more I exciting. Tried, I tried, Homer says. It makes yeah. a good thing I tried better. gambling on football for like a year mm-hmm. and got bored really fast. From winning all that money? No, I did terribly. <laughs> At a certain point, I just like I hit zero after putting a certain amount of money in. On the Vikings, like, I know, cat. Yeah, <laughs> this sounds like sour grapes, cat, and I will not stand for it. Maybe just a little bit. But. I, I when I'm in Las Vegas, I do enjoy gambling quite a bit, but I don't go out of my way to gamble more it, outside of it. It's like it's just it's more of a trip thing, but it's just too much luck. Though it's shot like a greyhound owner would never give away a greyhound like that, well, like heck unless no. they were completely. I mean, useless. okay, so they had a she's the fastest, a really good <laughs> greyhound, yes. and oh look, 
another greyhound who's almost as fast as she is, well, possibly faster. Well, SLH is actually a very bad runner if he isn't full of sexual frustration. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's a man thing. If you're horny, it's like spinach. But the point is, is that he has good genes. He's just <laughs> yes. not well trained. That's true. Which... Oh, they should make the fastest dogs alive. Yes. Yeah, uh, as he, we would as find we out. Discover. That's what the ending is. Rich uh, Texan spoilers. did not think of that, but uh, just to let you know what actual dog names are of popular race dogs, the two, uh, the first <laughs> oh and God. second place of uh, a big race this year were Fantabelle and Ramification. <laughs> which is quite something. But these the, the, the names of race dogs are the craziest because they are named by rich men who don't know who don't give a shit about a dog and it's named after an ex-wife or something. Someone put uh, someone posted a bunch of race horse names on Twitter and they were pointing out these are all Dark Souls bosses. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler's yeah. dissertation. Man of War. <laughs> man Classic of War. Man of War who almost got... No, no, Man of War did not get the... I, I know too much about horse racing because my dad... Dude, and, and there's a giant the section crown. in Nobody Tallahassee, Florida where every street name... Like, where did all these bizarre street names come from? They're all from Kentucky Derby racehorses for a four-mile uh, radius. Jesus. Shotgun Fodder <laughs> Avenue. It, we, man of, who wants to live on Man of War Street? <laughs> uh, but I also like that Homer... Homer doesn't think they're in love. He more rightly pegs it as casual sex, mm-hmm, which is, mm-hmm. I think Homer's though is projecting that he misses casual sex, perhaps. Uh, but yeah, again, the Simpsons, irresponsible dog owners are like, okay, we now have these two dogs. They both need to be fixed right now because they're yeah. fucking constant. They should yes. know puppies are due. Yeah. How can they be, how can they all be that stupid? But I do love the cute oh. long sequence that's all vo- uh, visual, but the, yeah. the, the Lady in the Tramp sequence, especially them fighting Beautiful. over the world's toughest spaghetti. <laughs> but them also on the date laughing at the fat dog is pretty That's a Sharpay, the Sharpay, wrinkliest yes. dog ever. Look at a real picture. It's ghastly. No, I love them. I love... Chows are my f- are also quite cute. What, 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 things got, are going to grow in those folds? you got to clean them? I mean... you got to clean them. you got to vacuum them, Chows. Uh, but yes, then Bart and the writers get away with having him say bitch on I, television. I love Marge's reaction to this word. Me and Santa's little helper used to be a team, but he never wants to play anymore since his bitch moved in. Bart, don't ever say that word again. Well, that's what she is. I looked it up. I'm going to write the dictionary, people, and have that checked. Feels like a mistake to me. (laughs) Hey, look! A really small dog just fell out of Santa's girlfriend. (gasps) Oh, my God! She's having babies! I'm sorry, girl. I thought you were just getting fat. Look, it's twins. No, it's two sets of twins. Two sets of twins and a triplet. Homer, Homer, find a place for all these little miracles. So I've seen pregnant dogs, and uh, they do not just look like they're getting fat. No. Especially with 25 puppies. And a greyhound especially where a dog's would be... They have no stomach. They have a concave stomach. Yeah. So if they're pregnant... You're going to see things moving in there. And that dog yes. is laying there, and it's obviously pregnant. Yes. Yeah. So I want to mention one thing. The largest litter of puppies ever... Uh, you looked this up. Yes. Too, it happened in 2004. 24. Wow. And as expected, 24. three died in the first week. So <laughs> I mean, twenty-one dogs survived eight that survived. litter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there is a stillborn dog in 101 Dalmatians as well, but they they resuscitated. They were, yeah, they got him back. So they, so they almost hit a Simpsons dozen. Yep. yep. Oh. And there's a great uh, Aaron's Aronson and Zakowski style joke between 24 and 25. I th- yes, yes. Oh my! I've never seen anything like this. How many more can there be? Twenty-two. Twenty-three. Twenty-four. 
Uh, such a beautiful like fuck you yeah. it, like it takes her six hours to have that 25th one and, and, and just like where did the idea why did it need to be 25 dogs I couldn't find a plot based purpose in 101 Dalmatians it's 19 dogs I it's found. quite a lot yeah. of dogs it is that so. they meet up with other Dalmatians at the factory yeah but Perdita has 19 dogs but I didn't know was it to meet did they come up with a title first and then, like, it's got to be that many dogs. I guess Two dozen and one greyhounds. Yeah. yeah. I guess it just be a lot of greyhounds and to it, match the lot of Dalmatians. Ten greyhounds like, are a ton of greyhounds. Yeah. I believe it, it, it's in, it's like a gaggle. It's like, a, it's called a shitload of greyhounds. <laughs> five. Five is a shitload of greyhounds. I think ultimately two dozen and one sounds a lot like 101. And that's <laughs> yeah, the joke. Yeah. That's the point. That's yeah. the, the joke. joke. But I just love the idea that this might be. 25 because they found a funny title. Mm. That's yeah. the only That's reason. That's probably the only reason, yeah. yeah. And that made Bob Anderson draw 25, <laughs> in his team, draw 25 puppies. Yeah. Although they cheat. All 25 puppies are not present in every scene. I think no. people would kill themselves if it happened. I also love the animation on, like, the sleepy, confused, born, just born yeah, dogs. Especially in Marge's hair. In her hair. Yes, yeah. Covered in mucus. <laughs> also, the, it's... I, it's such bad anime. It's such a goofy joke, but I love it. Of the cat, the cat kicking the cat <laughs> to the side, yeah. like basically having the drunk guy reaction of throwing the, bee, the dr- booze away. It's a joke from the '30s. It still works. On that note, I gotta run. Laser time, all that garbage. Thank you for coming. No, cats, you, come Chris. by more often. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Uh, gotta watch cartoons. I'm okay. on the cat side on this one. Yeah, that's too many dogs. Like it's yeah. it's funny that they even thought they could keep that many dogs. And be no, it just okay. shows that they're stupid. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're I irresponsible. Mean, come on, twenty five dogs. Give me a, that's like crazy cat lady levels at that point. Yeah, and also that Bart. Well, they Bart can't is even also, take care of one dog. Uh, Bart is also stupid enough to think just born puppies are an army of puppies that will protect him from Jim Poe. <laughs> yeah, and he calls I, him a jerk face. I enjoy hey jerk face. You have the face of a jerk. Yes, Very good. Yeah. I think of that all the time. He gets off pretty easy with Jimbo only punching him in the gun once yeah. like uh, and I'm not going to read every dog name but a lot uh, of them are sequels yes yeah they, I shows like how uh, maybe creative they are in coming yeah. up with dog names though they do have Dave J. Paul and Branford which were named after Jay Leno and Branford Marcellus and, and David Letterman and Paul Schaefer so yeah. the band leaders also Sleepy Dopey Grumpy Donner Blitzen Grumpy 2 <laughs> Dave, J. Paul, and Branford, too, as well. King, Queenie, Prince, and the puppy formerly known as Prince. Very timely joke. He had been the artist since 1993, so it's just Rest like... Rest in uh, peace. Yeah. There was, Minnesota's own. There was a joke about... Saint. There was a joke about this in Lisa's wedding, too. Yes, they, they're really into that. The, the reason he did that, by the way, folks, why I didn't know him as Prince at first, because when I started paying attention to music... And his music in particular would have started in 93, and he was the artist formerly known as Prince to me. He was always that hit was this too. symbol. So, yeah. Symbol boy. Yeah, so it was weird when he finally was just Prince. And he mm. did that because he was under contract at Warner Records and pissed off that they wouldn't let him out. So he changed his name to a symbol and everybody called him the artist formerly known as Prince. It was like an epic level troll at the music industry. He also would play music live with Slave written on his face and he did five albums in two years to get out of it. Then signed with Arista but didn't change his name back to Prince in public until 2000 which would be his name until his death in 2016. Right in the waters of Link Minnetonka. Minnetonka. I am ready to talk about Models, Inc., though. Yes. Lost to time. 
He thinks he's one of the models, Inc. <laughs> Get that cat out of the way! Aww. Love how angry Homer is at the cat just trying. All of them, they're all, well, yeah. they all stare at the yeah, cat. Yeah, they all stare. Hey, guess daggers. what, puppies? Once you, once the novelty's gone, you will, you will be treated the same way. Yes, yes. So you guys need to know about Models, Inc., and I will explain it all to you. And if you were around in 1994... I'm just settling in. Like, you would... You would know. Let me let me spin a tale for you. <laughs> you would know how much Fox was hyping this. This show was launched in the summer of '94. It was post 90210, post Melrose Aaron Place. Spelling. This was an Aaron Spelling yeah. joint, and it was like, what if it was just like the point of the show was just like these are all beautiful people. They're not just people who happen to be beautiful. They're all beautiful people. I mean, mm. it seems like can't lose, right? Aaron Spelling yes. models. I mean, come on. It did lose. It only had one season, and it was <laughs> off the air by the time of this episode. Yep. So yeah. this was likely written during the huge hype for the show generated by Fox and it was gone after I believe like I don't know 20, 30 episodes. It was canceled on last new episode aired March 6th uh, four weeks before this episode aired. Yeah. So How did it flop so hard? I think Melrose Place was just still too big. It was just overkill. People yeah. didn't have room in their life for a third Alan Spelling sexy rich people show. But they didn't know? have his smartphones. I mean, watch TV about <laughs> uh, about models. What? It just didn't. Uh, it didn't have a breakout person on the show either. Like no, like not Jen really. Doherty or no Heather Luke, Locklear. No Luke Perry or Luke Perry. None of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. They didn't really have the heartthrob thing. And I think too that like. 90210 let them get teens, and then I guess teens kind of graduated to Melrose Place. But they, they didn't it let them get mid twenty year olds. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so Models Inc. just was not as popular. But I just love that they picked such a dated thing for them to be watching. That of course the Simpsons would be watching the popular Fox show. I feel like the writers thought like this will be huge. Everyone would be talking yeah. about Models Inc. So the Simpsons will be watching it. I love Marge saying he thinks he's one of the Models Inc. Or and they're being ironic. Beautiful. Yeah. It's it's and. It, I, I have a clip of Models Inc. It's a promo yes. for an, uh, an upcoming episode, so you know, stay tuned for that, uh, people in 1995. Next Wednesday on Models Inc. And through the window, I could see Terry. She was fighting with Hillary. A few minutes later, they found Terry's body. Your mother's got blood all over her hands. You think that I pushed her off the balcony? What is this thing, a funeral or a fashion show? It ends with a woman being shoved over a coffin at a funeral. The coffin spills over. And by the way, the VHS vault wants you to know that clip is not for sale. You cannot <laughs> sell that Models Inc. clip on YouTube, family. Oh, that's beautiful. That looks so bad. Yes, it's a, I mean, look at the crappy editing. God, so bad. Uh, next week on Models Inc. Is this a... Is it a funeral or a fashion show? But there's also none of those people are interesting. No, like they're no. They're all just boring, pretty people. It just comes down to casting. They needed a breakout star, to, and they just did not have that. Unlike, they could have uh, Brian Priestley and Luke Perry. They were blessed with Hunk mm-hmm. uh, Lots of sideburns in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jason Priestley. Now, there's a name I have not heard in a I long time. I don't think he's time. with Megan Fox anymore, is he? He was, was with Megan Fox? Or was the other one, Brian something. The one that's, I gotta look this up. Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green was with Megan yeah. Fox, yes. Uh, but hey, who, having these puppies seems like a blessing, but not so. Mm. Mom, why do I? to wear a flea collar. No, it's just easier this way. Uh, stop! 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 This time. Stop! Stop! Hey, Homer, you ever hear about this? Yes, this house stinks. 
You're not just putting the new newspapers over the old ones, are you? Do you have a better idea? Oh, yeah, that that squish you hear? I can uh, smell it. Yeah. Looking out. Yeah. yeah. But, Homer, you ever hear the definition of insanity? Yeah. I, well, first he like pops the bag open, which is great. He just like pops it in half. You can hear mm-hmm. the pop of the bag. But also that this time is Dan Castellaneta doing ad lib. And it makes you realize like how many lines were added to the show by Dan. Yeah. A trained improv comic. I love this time so this much. Time. Anytime I'm doing something and I'm doing it for like the third or fourth time of like, all right, I'm going to plug this in. Nope, this, uh, <laughs> this time. I just always say like, it in that way. Of like, knowing, too, that this will not be the time it Setting works. yourself up for failure. This time. It's just beautiful. God, I love it. And and the reverse flea collaring. And also, the great animation on the pile of dogs tearing apart his, his socks. It's too. like piranhas, almost. Yes, yeah. yeah. Which is a great... A great setup for a plot important thing too. Yes. That, but it just seems like a gag. Those are the best kind of gags. That it's it works on its own as a gag, but it sets up plot things for later. It's it's great. Uh, and they're opening up the drawer to find like these yes. little piranha puppies. Oh, just all your socks gone, gone from these. They they've got a lot of strength real fast. So I guess that makes sense for. Uh, you know, for soon to be champion greyhounds. Yeah. And also, as a as a young boy, I didn't have a clue what culottes are, so this taught me that term as well. Same here. Did you know what they wear, cats? Did you I wear culottes? Don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we get to see poor sad grandpa just yeah. like hello. <laughs> a great little cutaway, but uh, but anyway, on an unrelated topic, let's hear this clip. All right, we'll give mm. the dogs one more chance. As long as the puppies don't do anything else wrong, they stay. Hmm. On a completely unrelated topic, I'm having a very, very important dinner party tonight. Splendid! Who's coming? Reverend Lovejoy, your old army drill sergeant, and the regional director of the IRS. (laughs) Oh, just lovely, Marge. The whole town will hear what a perfect evening this was. Nothing at all went wrong. Simpson! This evening has gone so flawlessly, I'm going to forget that you were mistakenly let out of the army a month early. And I'm so impressed by this problem-free evening that there's no need for that audit. Uh, A toast to the the Simpsons. Simpsons. And to the delectable turkey that's walking around the table. (laughs) Dear Lord, it's a demon bird. (laughs) Simpson, see you at Reveille. Oh, 500 tomorrow. See you at the IRS. See you in hell. From heaven. <laughs> Great joke. Okay, I, I just realized that music was also a reference to the just the artificiality of the scene being yes. the most the biggest sitcom trope ever. It was basically every plot of Three's Company or Bewitch or I Dream of Genie. Yeah. And Hank Azaria is Sergeant Carter from Gomer Pyle. Yes. Homer's drill instructor. I just love I, I guess in between scenes here, Homer went to the military for a month and then came yeah. back. Like, but in separate vocations, we find out he was too heavy for the army. The police true. said he was too dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but just the, I love Marge's, on a completely unrelated topic. Yes. And, and Homer's like, splendid, just <laughs> coming. It's, it's also, Arch, again, Dave, we said it a million times. Dave Merkin hates sitcoms. And he wrote for Three's Company. Yeah, he, 
Did he? Both hate sitcoms but cannot escape them. Yeah, Three's Company was his first TV writing job. Ah. Actually, he mentions, uh, not in this commentary, but that he had a very aged cat who had just died when they recorded it, who his name was TC after Three's Company because he adopted the cat in the late 70s when he wrote for Three's Company. And the cat lived for like 20 years. Yeah. Dang. Uh, But just the. It was very stock scene but the idea that the puppies were fighting inside the bird is that was clever or sleeping inside the bird too <laughs> so bob were you sad to find out that abe simpson had apparently killed a parrot at some point i, <laughs> I was a little disturbed by it uh, <laughs> he uses the word accidentally killed that smart mouth bird so well, i want to think that uh characterizing the bird as smart mouth though makes me true. wonder how accidental it was i have a smart mouth bird and uh <laughs> i think of wringing his tiny neck sometimes but no i love my bird it's okay uh, but yes, then Mr. Burns uh, answers the call. We've got to be realistic, kids. Who's going to have a big enough heart to take care of 25 puppies? <laughs> and I know the little fellas would love romping around my many acres, chasing my many cars, drinking from my many toilets. Who wouldn't? Mom, <laughs> don't give the puppies to him. He'll be mean to them. Mm-hmm. She's right, Homer. There's something about his face I don't trust. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Burns, but you can't have these dogs. Am I fired? Hmm? Oh, of course not. They're your pets. You can do as you wish. Good day, everyone. (laughs) My, he certainly took that well. A little too well, if you ask me. I'm sure he's plotting some brilliant scheme to get those puppies. There you go. There you go. You too. Honestly, sir, you just don't put the effort into your schemes that you used to. We will see Mr. Burns' ultimate scheme at the end of the season, though. Yeah, I wonder if he took that as a challenge. Yeah. It was like, you want a scheme? I got a scheme. The Simpsons for that joke to work. They have to teleport six feet over in between saying those lines. And, like, Homer scratches his ass as Mr. Burns is stealing the puppies. I think as a as a hanging a lantern on how weird that, that move is. Just how like, ridiculous yeah. it is. Like, well, they can't really be far away. Or the box has to be, like, 20 feet long. Yeah. So this is the only the third time that Mr. Burns is actually a uh, kind of major character in this season. This season, yeah, and they, we're relatively late in the season as well. Well, he was also star just stars Burns too. Yes. They they know they got to go hard on Burns. I think later in the seasons is when they get more desperate and are like, we need Burns. Well, yeah. we go we back to season two or whatever, where in season three where they're like, oh, we love Burns. Every episode is Burns. Season Burn, five is pretty Burns heavy. We have mm-hmm. uh, Springfield and we have uh, yeah, actually, Rosebud. They have Rosebud and Springfield pretty close together. In yeah, that. yeah, and uh, but I just it I like Homer scratching his butt. It's just they don't even recognize. Like, yeah, it's obvious they're too far away. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wigan shows up again to show how useless as well as impotent he is. Uh, with I, I like that Marge actually buys him dusting with a powder dose. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and though he actually is useless in. in tipping off the kids to go to Burns's place. Yeah, like he knows Mr. Burns has suddenly has 25 new dogs, yes, but yeah. he doesn't know what happened to the Simpsons 25 dogs. And uh, also, it's worth noting, the last scene of She's the Fastest is when let's find our babies, and then they get turned around by the food. Oh, that's the last time she shows up until the Never very end? Never seen again. Never. Oh. Doesn't matter. Yeah, she is not seen again in this episode or anyone Aww. past that, and so I'm guessing She's the Fastest either ran away or 
maybe she was adopted and became a race dog again or something. But I just she... prefer to imagine that in the process of giving away the puppies, they also decide to give away she, she's the fastest because they're like, we really can't take care of two dogs, yeah. let alone one. Or that she gets pregnant again because they yeah. didn't neuter her and they're like, we're giving mm. her away this time too. Yeah. This dog, Sam's little helper is just going to have to have blue balls. Congratulations, you ruined an amazing champion race horse, yes. a race dog. It's what men will do to women, man. They'll destroy mm. you. <laughs> but yes, they get to... Burns' place for one of the oddest references they've ever done in the show. I love it. Smithers, look. He's standing up. I've never seen anything so adorable. You know who it reminds me of? Benji? No. Classy? No, no, no. A person. You know who I mean. Snoop Doggy Dog? Bob Barker? David Brenner? No, no. The person who's always standing and walking. <laughs> Rory Calhoun? That's it. <laughs> okay. I want to tell people out there, don't think too hard about this joke. People overthink this joke. The joke (laughs) is this very broad description is applied to a very specific and obscure person, but it has nothing to do with the dog. So Mm -hmm. it's like this three-level thing. But the fact that it's Roy Calhoun has nothing to do with Roy Calhoun. It's the fact that it is a very specific person that no one really knows about who is known for, quote-unquote, standing around and walking, which is something every human being does. (laughs) Yes, and it's it's a joke on... You know, a friend or a family member going like, no, you know, the one person, come on, they they were in movies. Yes, exactly. They, they played the guitar. I mean, come on. And David Brenner does not have uh, a dog-based name, but he has a very hangdog look about him. <laughs> so that is the David Brenner joke. Well, supposedly George Meyer came up with a gag, and mm. uh, Graining was like, well, nobody knows who you know, Rory Calhoun is. And does, he was right. Nobody does. But it doesn't matter. I didn't know who he was, but I got the joke <laughs> yeah. that it's like, it just... Mr. Burns is ascribing these very broad traits to one specific person. But if you really want to know Rory Calhoun, what he sounds like, this is him from... There are 800 Rory Calhoun movies on YouTube that no one cares about the copyright of because it's... Like they, he just did eighty westerns that aren't classics. Like there just, were the, <laughs> there were the John Wayne, John Ford A level westerns, and then there were the B pictures. And honestly, Rory starred in C pictures. So here is a scene of Rory Calhoun in Red Sundown, also with Martha Hayer. Ooh, paint your sundown with blood, I gather. Well, you about half scared me off. What's the matter? If I got two heads? No, two guns. And so do half the men in town. They don't use them as well as you do. Look, I uh, came here looking for a job with cattle. Jade's trying to change my mind. See, what I'm really out for is a place of my own. I've heard that same speech from every gunslinger who's come to town. Y'all eat gunslingers on one thing. That's what Martha said. He's got a severe widow's peak. I know. Uh, that was his look, though. He had that. So he was much more known for that instead of standing and walking. Which uh, he, he was, was standing, standing and walking in that, in that scene. scene. Yeah. He's more like moving his foot from side to side. It's true. Yes. But, yes, don't overthink it, folks. It doesn't really matter who Rory Calhoun is. It could is. be literally anyone. It could be anyone. So, but Rory Calhoun is probably as obscure as it gets. And it's almost. a funny name, too. Yeah. And 1999 is when he passed away, so he's still alive to see himself referenced on The Simpsons, hmm. though I highly doubt he watched it. But, uh, yeah, 8 million, 8 million Westerns with Rory Calhoun. You can find them on YouTube if you really care and want but to don't. check them out now. Uh, the only reason I would watch one of those movies if they're ever on Mystery Science Theater. That's the only reason. Uh, so, you know what? So then we get 
one of the best songs in Simpsons history. It is uh, yeah. their parody of Be Our Guest, written by Mike Scully. He did it. I think this could be the best song. So I previously mm-hmm. said that Put the Spring in Springfield mm-hmm. uh, song was my favorite. But upon hearing this song again, I, I think it is. And I, I think it is my new favorite. And also, I heard this many, many times on Songs in the Key of Springfield oh, yeah. before I saw the episode. So, oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. Man, because yeah. the animation, I mean, the song is great. The animation is amazing. Like The Burns, animation adds so much to it. Burns has never been more spry. Yes. Just dancing yeah. around and being, and, yeah. And so all great. the different designs for every animal he names. And I will give it really to Harry Shearer, too, for acting so well in this. And like, singing say, yeah. in Burns' voice, too. Yeah, it's, it's a real challenge. Are you sure you want to go through with this, sir? You do have a very full wardrobe, as it is. Yes, but not completely full. Who you see? Some men hunt for sport, others hunt for food. The only thing I'm hunting for is an outfit that looks good. See my vest, see my vest made from real gorilla chest. This sweater, there's no better than authentic Irish setter. See this hat, it was my cat, my evening wear vampire bat. These white slippers are albino, African endangered rhino, grizzly bear underwear, turtle's necks, I've got my share. Beret of poodle on my noodle, it shall rest. Try my red robin suit, it comes one breast or two. See my vest, see my vest, see my vest. Like my loafers, former gophers, it was that, or skin my chauffeurs, but a greyhound for tuxedo would be best. So let's prepare these dogs. You two for matching dogs. See my vest, see my vest, oh please, won't you see my vest? I really like the vest. I gathered, yeah. He's gonna make a tuxedo out of our puppies. Na 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 na. Alright. Sorry. You gotta admit it's catchy. <laughs> it is catchy. I sing this in the shower all the time. I love it so much. I really the, like the vest. I guess yes. yes. <laughs> That's I I love the double joke on it that like one or in the world of a sitcom, if someone sings, you're not supposed to recognize it as a song. Yeah. But then not only does Smithers go like, well yeah, you just sang for a minute straight about your vest but then bart is humming the song like you heard it like nah, 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 nah. Oh. it's pretty funny how they turn what could be a brain dead parody uh, of one title of a song into an entire great song like yes. be our guest yeah. see my vest yeah. and then that spins into this amazing song and that was relatively a new thing in 1995 because beauty and the beast was uh, really three or four years old at that yeah, point three or four and I think it, it was 91 but it was an yeah. oscar it was the oscar nominated song it was the song that jerry orbach sang at the oscars which, not tale as old well I th- actually Tale's i think they time. maybe did it they did a medley but he definitely sang be our mm. guest at the oscars and the critic it, had beauty and king dork in the yes, first episode yeah but it's such a uh, it's such an exciting song my i think my favorite one is the red robin suit it comes one breast or two yeah god what is mine um Grizzly bear underwear. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite that turns is. You on, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's no better than authentic Irish setter. Yes, yeah. yeah. And the hat that was his cat. Yeah. Yes. And brave poodle on my noodle, it shall rest. 
it's all it's all great but so that's why he was cleaning the dogs because he doesn't even just want to kill them later and get them bigger so he can make it like he's killing them tonight also with a gun yeah if you want the most fur from a dog don't shoot a puppy with a gun yes maybe like poison them and then skin them. yeah lethal injection or gas so i think this is the most evil thing that mr burns will ever ever done Mm. including uh putting the springfield into an eclipse well, I don't know. He also bankrupts the school in that, too. Yeah. No nope, killing puppies. The internet tells me that's the most evil thing you can do. That is true. Killing puppies. And that he really doesn't care. Like that, No. Then they have to get away from him. And the, uh, the, the doorknob turning all the way around backwards. It makes no sense, but it's great. It's just like, no door works like that. It well, just be- needs to give them more time. Because in a dramatic, in a dramatic situation, when you hear the door rustling... You really have maybe two seconds until someone opens the door, but they need to express dialogue to each other. So they have to cheat it all the time in dramas. And in The Simpsons, they have to double cheat it of this door is impossible to open. It to spins open. all the way around. It's so beautiful. Let's be honest. In real life, it's half a second. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You basically just have half a se- second to like hide your pornography when you hear that door <laughs> open. <laughs> but they, they find the perfect escape. And I think this is my line of the show. Sorry, Monty, but you're too big for this ride. (laughs) Going somewhere? That's impossible! How did you get here first? Oh, there'll be plenty of time for explanations later. (laughs) Right now, I'll be taking my puppies back. But they're ours! You stole them from us! Here's the phone. Call somebody who cares. <laughs> I, I really love it. It happens a bit later in this episode. I love the pose of Burns with the gun. He just has his hand behind him. He's holding the gun out like execution yes, style. Yeah, it's, like, it's very true. Quentin Tarantino or something. Yeah, but I, I just love his. There'll be time for explanations later, meaning we will not explain yes. this. It doesn't he like matter. teleports downstairs. Mr. Burns threatening to kill children on network TV. Ooh. Yes. No, they, actually, yes. This next scene is my with line the gun. of the show. His, his plan... Bart's plan of hiding the Rory Calhouns, and then the only one that stands up is clearly his dog. Little Monty. And I just also love the the arch... Okay, I'm going to play this. This is the best line here. That's the joke. <gasps> now it's uh, simply a matter of <laughs> bending down and picking up the one and only... This can't be happening. They're all standing... I can't tell them apart. All right, you win. I'll have to kill them all. (laughs) But they're so wretchedly adorable. Twenty-five little Rory Calhouns. I can't do it. But I can kill you. (laughs) Why? No, I can't kill you either. Look at you, standing there on your hind legs. Like a couple of Rory Calhouns. <laughs> Burns needs to kill something. He's like, yes. I can kill you. He's just so ready. He's like, I could kill children. The just sound like, that Lisa makes, too. Yeah. yeah. They're really, like, that's a traumatizing event for them. Yeah. I do want to point out that the joke is they land in a very ordinary basement. This joke was also in Last oh, Exit yes. to Springfield. I should really stop ending the tour here. Also, we seemingly see Mr. Burns' underwear. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, that's or true. Smithers, but Smithers mm. has his own apartment. Yeah, so. that's true. He wouldn't he wouldn't be smirch uh, burns by washing his underwear in the same place. But man, that uh, that just the gag of a couple of Rory Calhouns. <laughs> and it's like just a simple matter of bending down and like by yeah. the time you could have picked up the dog. By, this episode's you know. unusually genre savvy for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really pointing out all the contrivances. But just that it is a realization to Burns like, but I can kill you. Yeah, <laughs> so great. Uh, but for yeah. nothing, it's yeah. just like there's no reason for this. He's just like, like, well, but I could murder children and get away with it, <laughs> and he would. He would get away with it. Mr. Burns, that is most casually evil. And once again, yeah. not recognizing Bart, his heir from last season. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, he will recognize them at the end of the season. Yes. Everybody but Homer, but the <laughs> this shooting. Oh God, that he's ready to kill them. By the way, did you guys hear about that that tech guy in uh, some country in the Netherlands who like? obviously murdered a woman on his boat or on his sub but he's oh, like I, I buried no. her for you uh, yeah. yeah I, I she, did you a favor uh, she, don't ask where the corpse is she what? fell and died on my ship uh, accidentally and I just dismembered the corpse there and just threw it out of my submarine it's a common it's just, submarine practice yeah it's very normal what so, no, yes look, look I've definitely this. not heard this thing never trust a rich man on his uh, private submarine yes never get on a submarine period that's no. my that's my philosophy <laughs> deal I, <laughs> I've been in I've been in a uh, like scuttled submarine and it's not going to go anywhere. me too like as a museum piece like yeah. this is in World War 2 and then it's crazy to think like wow how did men not go insane on this yes. thing in this tin can Ugh. Uh, but uh, speaking of going insane, then we have quite an ending that I think came in in a rewrite or something. It feels mm. it feels a little tacked on. I feel like the episode could have ended with Burns saying that he will kill animals again, just not ones who can do an amusing trick. But a quite dark little tease here. Well, Mr. Burns, I hope you've realized the folly of killing innocent animals for fashion. No, oh, I have. I have. I swear I'll never wear any clothing made from an animal that can do an amusing trick. Another victory for Montgomery Burns' champion greyhounds. 25 dogs, 25 world champions, which so far have earned their owner over $10 million. I'll bet whoever gave him those dogs is kicking themselves now. (laughs) For the love of God, no! Marge, you know that batting this light bulb is the only thing that cheers me up after giving away those million-dollar greyhounds. Go! I love the ending. Uh, yes, again, yeah. like a lot of these Merkin jokes, they only work upon your first viewing, but that first viewing was kind of shocked. I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah, like yes. seeing the shadow of his legs dangling. He loves <laughs> fucking with the audience like that yeah. and making them go like, ah, they it, did this. It's it been a is long trademark. time since I've seen this episode, so I was like, I knew that Homer obviously hadn't hanged himself, but right. I was still like going... What is the gag here? Oh my god! It's, it's a shocking sight to see the shadow just hanging there. It's very dark for yeah. a network comedy cartoon show. The last episode Lisa's wedding had. If only your father was still with us, but he left for work a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Again, these are all like trademark David Merkin era oh, jokes. Beautiful, beautiful. I love them. I love I, them. No, they're so great and they're so self aware. And you know, in the ni- the mid nineties, this was a very novel thing. Now yeah, every yeah. now everything is so genre savvy. So. Back in the 
mid nineties, the Simpsons were a huge breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. especially Subverting. with David Merkin. Yeah. yeah. And they pushed the line. I think a lot more shows got to be genre savvy because mm. the Simpsons did it first. Simpsons did it. Yeah. And I also want to say a compliment to this episode, which is really good, is that this aired in April. We are late in the season. Oh my gosh. And in other, in other seasons, they get tired. Like season four at this point, they're like, boy, this is getting tough. This is really hard. We're but, at like the front, which is a low point. A real four. low. Yeah. Even that's fine. But, it's all right. I enjoy it, but it's yeah. not season four caliber episode. But meanwhile, on this one, they're like, you know what? This is still really good. I think instead of there maybe it little drops in quality but it's really just that they get weirder and darker if anything and it helps that david merkin was not working on another pilot yeah, during the end true. of this season like algie and mike reese are working on the critic towards the end of season four of the simpsons yeah they're yeah. all working on pilots so i listen to talking simpsons as a fan when i'm not on this on the episodes and season six oh my gosh like mm. it has just killed it yeah i mean we'll uh wait and see for me for season seven which is my favorite season six is now my current favorite right now yeah I uh, still... season five was really good too it's I, also really good i yeah. like them both better than season four which everybody always kind of lionizes it's amazing well, what i'm not looking forward to are round springfield that i feel like round springfield uh... is a worse episode than anything in season five i think uh... it's the first bad episode which one is that again the uh, blood and guts murphy episode where oh Blue, yeah Bleeding Gums Murphy's Death episode, which is such a, like, a calculated tearjerker. We'll get to it. And also that season six in his production has the worst clip show, too, which season five does not have. But that's my favorite episode, Who Shot Mr. Burns? And I can't wait to get to it. I'll yes. make that episode be five hours long. It will be too. quite long. But, I can't wait to listen to it. Yay. But this is a real, This was a really good one, I think. it's. Uh, I, I do also think this season, you know, I thought Stars Burns in my memory was weaker than it was. But then when I watched it, I was like... It says every meme I've ever memed. Like, it says yeah. every boo earns. That's the joke. That's the joke. All of it. Well, this episode came at the perfect time because this is really the height of Disney. 1995, yeah. Lion King had just come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were watching... When a Disney film came out during the summer, it was guaranteed blockbuster, massive deal. Mm-hmm. And for The Simpsons, and of course, 101 Dalmatians had come out on VHS at that time. So... It was just perfectly timed, and I mean, it's not just references, it's genre savvy, and it really holds up, especially because of the really good music, mm. and oh, what a great episode. Yeah. Yeah, I love Mr. Burns, so See My Vest is my favorite Simpsons song Very of all tightly time. constructed, only an A plot. Yeah, yeah. too. Didn't waste really any nice. time with Bart Does Ballet. And I love, I love when it's just one strong plot that starts from the very beginning, it just goes from there. So yeah, great episode. Anything else to talk about? Nope. Cool. So thank you for listening, folks. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. This has been Talking Simpsons, by the way. In case you forgot, you can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts. Find it every Monday at Retronauts.com or look for Retronauts in your podcatcher of choice. You'll find it there. It's a classic gaming podcast. We've been around for 11 years. So if you've never heard it, look it up and look for a topic that you're into that's video game related. And I swear we have covered it or we will cover it. Thank you very much. We did do multiple Simpsons ones on we Retronauts have, as well. Yeah. I haven't brought those up in a while. We've done the arcade game we've Mm. done bart versus the space mutants and bart's nightmare so we've done three episodes on two awful simpsons games and one very good simpsons game so Mm. check them out i thought bart's nightmare was so cool back in the mid 90s we all did cat but you know time makes fools of us all no it's true i i had a hard time playing it when i actually played it because i was like well this game's gorgeous but the game's not actually that good it's the dark souls of bart games (laughs) You can speak of Dark Souls. You can find me on US Gamer, which is my day job, and we talk about video games on the regular. And also, I host a podcast it's called Axe the Blood God, and it's about role playing games. We're currently doing a 
uh, episode by episode deep dive into Final Fantasy IX. So it's the kind of the talking Simpsons mm. of Final Fantasy. Very exciting. And Has of course, the Dane gone Super Saiyan yet? Or no? no, he's not. I think that's in the next episode. Oh though. boy! Yeah, now that very I'm a weeb, exciting. Now that I'm a weeb, I know to call him Zidane. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been doing it wrong the whole time. Oh, And you can find me on Twitter at the underscore catbot. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. And this podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons, where we're supported by wonderful listeners like you, I hope. And me. Thank you, yes. And uh, for just $5 a month, you get ap- access to every episode a week early and commercial free, as well as classic Talking Simpsons, now with the commercials removed, just like you did back on your VHS copies of Simpsons back in the day. And it's there's a ton of extra stuff on there, including us going through every episode of The Critic in the same way we do this. We have our monthly community show. We have tons of videos on there. We have a bunch of awesome interviews. In fact, some cool interviews are brewing right now as well. We're really hoping to turn out good. I'm so excited for those. But most importantly, yes, I got to keep telling everybody about this, is that... Talking Simpsons will have a live podcast recording in San Francisco. We are official big shots now. <laughs> at the SF Sketchfest Festival in 2018, January 28th, 2018. So sooner than you think, 5.30 p.m. at the Piano Fight Bar, we will be doing a live recording of the podcast. And how much money does it cost to get into this exclusive event? <laughs> it's free! What? <laughs> I, I can't promise there isn't like a drink minimum or something there, but it's it's free admission to come in and watch us podcast around. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm super honored. We I've been going as an attendee to SF Sketchfest for over a decade now, mm. and I just love it so much. So be sure to check that out for yourselves if you can, if you're in the Bay Area. January 28th, 2018. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week with the PTA Dispens. Wow. Infotainment.